Hello and welcome to Advancing the Mission. This is where we keep you informed and up to date on what is happening in local outreach, global missions, and church multiplication, all through the lens of County Line Church. My name is Chris Kazmarek and I am the outreach pastor and your host here today. Each week we will talk with people doing the work to influence those far from God, both locally and globally. It is my hope that this inspires you to multiply the love and joy of Jesus throughout a hurting world, one life at a time. All right, and today I have with me Chris Minear. Chris works with Bridge of Grace. Uh, Bridge of Grace is our ministry partner for the month of February. They're County, really County Line's newest ministry partner. And so we're here to talk and learn kind of a 30,000-foot view of Bridge of Grace. But before we get started, Chris, why don't you just introduce yourself, talk a little bit about your family, your current role maybe with Bridge of Grace, and how you got involved in the ministry. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for, for uh, letting us have this opportunity. You know, we've mm-hmm. been um, we just really love coming alongside of new new churches and, and new organizations that we can partner with. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, uh, my my role at Bridge of Grace is the operations manager, and mm-hmm. I've been there just just over two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, married to uh, Connie is my wife. She she works for Redemption House. Okay. Another great ministry in Fort Wayne. Um, and then I have a daughter whose name is Teague. She's an adult, uh, and a stepdaughter Claire. Okay. And uh, so. Yeah, I've um, like I said, I've been involved with Bridge of Grace now for just over two years, and um, it's my first role that I've worked in a not-for-profit and a faith-based yeah. not-for-profit. Cool. So yeah, I came from uh, the engineering world. I used to live in Elkhart County, okay. and if you live in Elkhart County, <laughs> you, you're likely going to have a job in the RV world, and um, so that's what I did for most of my adult life, Awesome. but was really feeling a call um, that God was putting on my heart to do something different, Yeah. and um, so, so yeah, I started to uh, try and look at what that could mean, and um, decided that I would uh, adjust my role at where I was working at Jayco at the time. Yeah. And, um, because I was new to Fort Wayne, I've only yeah. been in Fort Wayne for five years. And that's because when I got there, I knew one person that's yeah. Connie. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it was not easy. It's like, you're trying to make you feel like God's placing this on your heart to do something different, yeah. but how do you get connected? So right. I was able to, to switch my role to part time, which allowed okay. me a couple days a week to start volunteering and get connected. And Fort Wayne's got a lot of great organizations. So, so that, that's kind of where that led. I started kind of heading down that road and, um, and, and it, it actually was the pastor of the church I attend, which is city church in Mm -hmm. Fort Wayne that knew Javier, uh, who's their CEO and founder. And when he was hearing my story, he's like, I, I need to introduce you to get you guys together. And so that's kind of how that connection happened. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So why, why don't we transition a little bit into talking about Bridge of Grace as a ministry? Um, yeah. Maybe just give us a little bit of an overview. Uh, and like I said at the beginning, like this is County yeah. Line's newest ministry partner. Most people aren't going to know anything about you guys. So right. we'd love to right. just kind of get a little bit about your mission, your vision, and kind of what yeah. you do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Bridge of Grace is a faith-based um, and asset 
based community development organization in Southeast Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. And it came from Javier had planted, replanted a church in Southeast Fort Wayne. Um, and then as he was ministering to the people in that community, he saw the need that was there. Yeah. Um, Southeast historically has been a pretty underserved part of Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. And so he started doing outreach programs and um, that turned into Bridge of Grace. So okay. um, those programs, you know, we, we basically, you know, we we did kind of what most churches or organizations do. You come in and you try and provide something, but you don't listen to the community. Yeah. And that's where, you know, we, we learned and adjusted. And yeah. Javier made those mistakes early on, but he had heard about uh, ABC and asset-based mm-hmm. development. And so we started having listening events, getting input from them. And instead of trying to focus on what we saw that was wrong, it was let's focus on what's right. Yeah. And and then hear what, let, let the, the community members decide what is it that you want in your community Mm -hmm. and then try and help them, you know, get assets to, to, you know, to, uh, uh, you know, to, to be able to do those kinds of things and change the neighborhood. So, so through that, um, Bridge of Grace, its vision and mission is to empower, hang on, sorry. I'm going to have to read this real quick. Oh, no, you're totally <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, we, we recently changed our vision and mission statement. Yeah. I really want to make sure I get this right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so our vision is uh, our vision statement is to break the cycle of poverty in southeast Fort Wayne by building thriving and sustainable native herds. And okay. our mission is to, um, to empower people to build on their God-given strengths and live life with a purpose. Yeah, I love that. So, so you know, that's the, kind of at the core of everything we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we are right beside a Fort Wayne School, Levon Scott Academy. Mm-hmm. And that's what really were the first programs that were ever started. Through these listening efforts, we, we knew that the, the parents wanted their kids to have a place that they could come and have some like tutoring and that yeah. kind of thing. So, so, so that's one of our core programs is we have our after school programs. So we have um, kids that come Monday through Thursday mm-hmm. and we've recently changed the program to really ramp it up. We've got between like 23 and 25 kids. Okay. They come, they, they, they get, um, we used to do more of a tutoring. Now it's more of mentoring and social emotional skills yeah. because these, these kids, I mean, to be perfectly honest, they they grow up in an environment that that I've never grew up in, and um, uh, you know what? There, many of them are single parent. Uh, that parents working maybe two jobs just to be able to yeah. afford living there, and so they they've had a lot of trauma. They've grown up with trauma that most of us don't understand. Yeah. So, um, so creating relationship and helping them develop social emotional skills is mm-hmm. really a core importance. So, so, so we, we do that, but they also get to hear Christ every mm-hmm. day. They have a devotional awesome. that we do every day. And so, so that's a big component of what we do. Now, mm-hmm. as you've seen, because you've been to our facility, we've got a brand new building that we're yeah. finishing up. And that's, that's been a long time vision mm-hmm. to, to coming. And so to go along with our after school programs, we're going to have an early years academy yeah. that will be open next year. Um, we'll take the building in the early summer, late, late spring. And our goal is to have, um, we'll have capacity to have about 120 kids, zero to five, yeah. and to, to help prepare them. So when they are going to kindergarten yeah. at Levon Scott, that they are ready. That's yeah. awesome. And so that, that's a core to, our, to what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we use the acronym HOPE. 
So mm-hmm. I actually just got did. I went with the last letter first, <laughs> <laughs> the E for education. Yeah. Um, but the other the the other uh, letters for that would be the H is our housing. Yep. And so what we do with housing, we own. Uh, 23 homes in the Mount Vernon Park primarily, a few in Pettit Rudisil, which is a mm-hmm. neighborhood that's just to our north. And we have, we uh, through those listening efforts, getting um, more home ownership, getting homes out of the landlord's hands mm-hmm. is a, a key to sustainable neighborhood. Right. So, you know, we, we uh, started buying homes, renovating those, and then now our goal with those is right now we have just tenants that are renting. We also make available for, for, um, people that work with us yeah. uh, if, if you take a job you it, we will try and provide an opportunity for you to live in the neighborhood mm-hmm. which is a key to asset asset-based development yeah. community um, and um, so yeah so we do that with the housing we're providing them uh, a rent that's well below market rate mm-hmm. and that goal though is along with our home ownership and our financial wellness classes to to empower them to buy that home from right. us because most of the people in our neighborhood are generational renters. Mm-hmm. And so they don't even think that it's possible, first of all, that they could own a yeah. home. And, and, and so by you know, providing them the opportunity, if they are able to purchase that home, now they're creating the opportunity for generational wealth. Right. So, so that's, that's the H, that's our, our housing program. Um, the O is for opportunity. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have one social enterprise that we've created, and that's awesome. our landscaping yeah. uh, company, Mount Vernon Park Neighborhood Landscaping. It does landscaping kind of all over Fort Wayne mm-hmm. that came out of a need. You know, we own these houses. We also yeah. own 38 vacant lots, okay. which eventually we're going to start building. We're going to enter that space as well. Okay. So that came out of a need, but uh, a need for us, but also a need to, to provide jobs that we can, we can hire young young men and women that would be, they get out of high school and there's not many opportunities in Southeast Fort Wayne. Mm. So, um, so we want to, we're intentional about mentoring them and trying to just teach them what it's like to be, to, to work in a professional environment and set them up for success. And, and then potentially depending on what they want to do, um, you know, this is the first social enterprise. We're going to have many more, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we've started. And so if they, we find that they have an entrepreneurial spirit, we try and, we try and engage that and find out if there's something that they want to create and, and help them in that capacity. Absolutely. And then, um, so the P is, um, for, uh, Goodness gracious! I just lost my <laughs> just lost the P. Um, it's for progress. Yeah. yeah so, you so you know that's that's through what we're doing with our yeah. neighborhood efforts. That's what we're doing. We you know part of our capital campaign with this new building was mm-hmm. we we asked for money to be raised to give to the city because yeah. there's a park that's just we have this huge green space park that um, is underdeveloped and mm-hmm. uh, so that money was donated. We've given that to the city and along with some other funding that they've secured, they're going to start, the Brewer Park is going to get renovated. And, awesome. and that was something too, that was part of our neighborhood association. They sat yeah. down with the, the the park department and said, what, what would we want with this yeah. park and developed it together. Um, and so kind of this spring, they're going to be breaking ground on over $2 million renovation of that park to really just change it. And just to, and when you have these beautiful parks, it just is also something that attracts you to that space. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so that's the P and then I've already talked about the E with the education. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and something when I was down there, I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing is just looking at that neighborhood and, and seeing 
that it looks different than a lot of the neighborhoods in that area. And that's because the, because yeah. of what you guys are doing right. for one, but then people are taking care of it because, right. because it's, they have ownership of that, not only that home, but of that community. Yeah, absolutely. And so that, that yeah. was cool to see, mm-hmm. um, just how different that neighborhood looks than some of the yeah. others that are a mile away, you know? Right. For so, sure. For sure. Um, so that, yeah, that was really cool. So, um, you've kind of shared a lot of this generally is, do you maybe have uh, a story or two about how maybe you've seen God work through the people that you are serving? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one, one of the, my kind of my favorite stories, uh, is we, we have someone who's been renting with us for a few years and before we had really gotten, we were just getting into the housing space. Um, she had uh, a relationship with Javier as the pastor, mm-hmm. so um, so she uh, is renting in the in the neighborhood and finds out that she has cancer, mm. and somehow her landlord finds out that she has cancer, so she gets an eviction notice. Oh my goodness! Because he's you know he knows it's likely she's not going to be able to work. She's going to be going through cancer treatments. She's a single mom with two daughters. Yeah. So she comes to to Javier and is like you know she didn't know where to turn, so she came to came to Javier because she had seen what was going on in the neighborhood and shared this information with Javier. And he said, give me a couple of days and let me see what I can do. Yeah. So, so he, uh, reaches out to the landlord and of course the landlord basically almost hangs up on him the first time. Yeah. I don't want to sell the house. I don't want to sell the house because landlords are constantly getting people trying to buy the the houses from them. And so he reaches out again, and of course, this time he, he uses the pastor card yeah. <laughs> and is like, hey, I'm a pastor, local pastor here. Just let me talk to you about this and yeah. and and um, finds out what the guy would take to, to sell the house. Yeah. Um, it turns out at that time we were renovating. We didn't have the budget we have today. Mm-hmm. And at that time we would renovate a house and then sell a house so we could use that, okay. the funds from the one to buy the next one. Yeah. And uh, so it turns out that... that uh, in this case, we had a house that was on the market. It looked like we had some people that were interested. So he finds out what the price is that he would need for the house. Yeah. Calls the realtor and says, "Okay, um, a we you know we we need to we have another house we need to buy. I need you to sell this house by the weekend, and, and here's what I need for it." <laughs> Goodness. And, and it, that's exactly what happened. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so so yeah, the house was sold. We got that money. Uh, we used that. And he makes the arrangements to buy this house. So yeah. a few days later, he gets back with our, our, our neighbor in, in the area and says, okay, I have, I have some news for you. One, um, you're not going to have to move. Yeah. Two, we're buying the house. And by the way, your rent just went down. Yeah. So, what a, yeah. <laughs> so you know, this is just an unbelievable blessing right. to her. Right, absolutely. And, you know, and, and she would have had to move. And, you know, so now, you know, a few years later, here her, her girls are thriving. He's, she's got girls that are both... Uh, twins that are oh, that are juniors awesome. in high school and are getting ready to, to head to college here shortly and so who knows what happens with that story if, right if uh, he doesn't step in and just you know it's just amazing how God has just kind of gone before us yeah. and just over and over again yeah what a great story I love that I love the yeah just the the way that that God really just yeah. intertwined in, yeah. in all of that so yeah that's that's one I mean there's, yeah. there's a bunch oh, I'm sure I'm sure you got many <laughs> so, but yeah. um if somebody is listening to this and they're saying, man, I'm loving what I'm here and I would love to get involved and I want to volunteer, what is, what is, what are some ways that they can do yeah. that and how, how do they get, yeah, how do they get involved? Yeah. So, um, so there's a, there's a few ways that are primary, but there's a bunch of ways. One would for sure be through our, our, um, 
after school programs. Mm -hmm. So those are Monday to Thursday, three thirty to five thirty. Okay. Um, so we need we need mentors for those kids. The more mentors yeah. we have, the more kids we can bring over. We try and have it as a one on one or a two on one with mm -hmm. with mentors to children, so that they can really build a relationship. Um, so, so that is one way we also have, if that's, you know, that can be intimidating sometimes yeah. for, for people. So we have group leaders and then we have like snack leaders that help yeah. prepare the snacks and stuff. Okay. So that's also a way that you can do it. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, and, and this may be just through like people in your congregation that either know kids or have kids that are in college, mm -hmm. we're, um, we're really building an internship program. Oh, awesome. So we, we had one this, uh, at the start of this year, um, that we had our first intern that was a, a part of this program because this year we've reshaped it. The yeah. after school programs is new this year. Okay. Um, but, um, so we had someone who was in, was in, uh, working on his bachelor's degree in theology, thinking he wants to get into ministry. Awesome. And so uh, as he's getting ready to go for his master's, um, he came and had an internship with us this fall where he came Monday through Thursday, was doing the and led the devotions with the kids. Yeah. So it gave him a real, you know, hands-on in an urban environment, what that's like to be in youth ministry. Yeah. And and he got credit credit. We set it up yeah. with, with Huntington oh, really University. Cool We've been working with them, but but we can work with any school. Right. So that's another another way that you can partner with us mm -hmm. is high school kids and college kids with internships. Right. And we also offer those for our summer camps. We do a month long mm -hmm. summer camp. Uh, and so those are also a way and that if you go to our website, there's a, an application that you can fill out for that. Okay. Um, so that's part with the, uh, the after school programs. Then with our housing, you know, we try and do as much that, as we can that aren't the skill based trades work with our mm -hmm. houses. So when we get the houses um, in the past, we've tried to assess what we need to do and renovate as needed. But more and more. Our, what we're going to do, and we just started a renovation, a demo this mm -hmm. this last weekend, is when we get a house, we're going to take it all the way down to the studs. Yep. Because you just never know what's behind <laughs> the walls, and and um, so yeah, having groups that just like John, that's yeah. already doing it. Um, right. They've been coming like quarterly or every yep. every third month or so, um, and coming in and just whether it's painting or doing demo or yeah. cleanup. I mean, just having groups that do that uh, is a huge benefit to us because yeah. it keeps our costs down Absolutely. for renovating the houses. And uh, and one of the things, too, that we have is churches that, that have, um, a lot of times there's groups within a church that are kind of retired contractors right. that, that have their own little group. Mm -hmm. And so we have a number of those that are just an enormous benefit to awesome. us because they have that skill set to right. do a little bit more advanced things. And so we have groups that come Tuesdays or Thursdays or whatever day it is, yeah. and we give them projects and then just let them go. We get the materials awesome. for them and just let them do their thing. And so that's all work that we would have had to pay a contractor to do. Right. So it really reduces um, our overhead. Mm -hmm. It allows us to be better stewards of our finances in the housing. Yeah. So that, you know, we, of course, we're going to pay people the roof. We're going to pay people to do the electrical. Right. We're going to pay people to do an HVAC and air conditioning. Um, but a lot of that we can do yeah. if we have the right, if we have the extra hands and skill exactly. that can do it with us. So. Awesome. So that's through the housing, and then and then we have a neighborhood liaison mm -hmm. who um, helps plan some community events, takes flyers to the community, so and does park cleanups. So that's another way that people yeah. can get involved. Is 
um, you know, sometimes some years we do like the Great American Cleanup, and we'll have where we mm. go out in either the Pettit Rudisill neighborhood, which is just north of us, yeah. or the Mount Vernon Park neighborhood, and do cleanup events or find a neighbor that's you know that needs some assistance that they can't get their property cleaned up, and we can go and get it trimmed up and get it cleaned up because they'd have to hire someone to do it. Right. Right. So yeah, those are, those are primary. Ones. Awesome. No, that's great. That's a lot, yeah. a lot of opportunities there. So last question that I ask everybody yeah. um, is what is, what is one thing that you know about God that maybe I don't because right. of your work with Bridge of Grace? Yeah. We haven't known each other enough to know what you do, <laughs> but, uh, but one thing that uh, comes to mind. So when we first started to look at this building project, mm-hmm. um, we, uh, it, it looked like it was going to cost us about $12 million. Okay. And that's a big number, right? right? Um, yeah. so, uh, Javier has great relationships. Our board has great relationships. So they had a committee that they had put together. That was our capital campaign committee. And we started to move forward with the project. But as we got closer to starting to build, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years ago we've had inflation really change rates went up so our costs went up from like 12 million to 15 million so you know we had to ask ourselves can is can we still do this you know we had we had kind of set out with goals to to raise this money and to get to a certain point where we could start Mm -hmm. going and you know we we paused for a moment and said can we do this is this Mm -hmm. really going to happen and um, I just remember our committee members saying, look, God has gone before us through this whole process. And so we didn't start, we didn't get this far and have all this momentum to not proceed. Yeah. And so prayed about it, decided, okay, we are all in. Yeah. And, and now uh, here we are, uh, you know, a year and a half or so later, and we're on, we are right on the precipice of having all of that money raised to build this at the higher amount, which is like approximately $3 million more than what we anticipated. So, you know, it just feels like when you are all in like that and, you know, and you are, are uh, just, you know, moving in faith that Mm -hmm. God's going to bring that to us. Um, you know, it just, just kind of shows how God can kind of go before you and you, you know, you go to, Javier would go and make these meetings with the, with people, and you know it's not like he had to really convince people. I yeah. mean, they you know <laughs> they they they've seen what the history has been with Bridge yeah. of Grace, and um, they just want to partner with us and that's make awesome. a difference. And so um, that's I mean, just seeing that in action mm-hmm. is something that certainly has has helped me with kind of being willing to really move when you don't see how it's going to happen. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I love that. Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking some time with us today and just, yeah, educating us about Bridge of Grace and what you guys do. And, um, I mean, we are, we're, yeah, we, like I said, this is one of our newest ministry partners. We went, uh, as a staff and visited last year and we were just so impressed and loved, loved what we saw. So, um, so yeah, we're just, we're just thankful for, um, the ministry that you guys do and yeah. And we're, we're thankful to learn a little bit more about them. Um, we thank you guys so much. I mean, we, we can only do so much and the more partners we have like yourself and your church, um, the more that we can do it just, you know, everybody kind of coming along together and their hands and feet, you know, that's, that's what we need. Right. Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks. And we'll, We'll uh, see everybody next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Advancing the Mission this week. I really hope that you were encouraged and that you learned something that maybe you didn't know before. If you have any questions or if you want to learn how to get connected to County Line or get connected to some of these resources, uh, 
then please just reach out to me. You can email me at ckaz at countylinechurch.org. If you would, we ask that you just subscribe to our podcast, Advancing the Mission, on either Apple or Spotify. This really helps us to connect more people from our church or also just people that are interested in learning about God's kingdom work. So thank you again for joining us, and thank you for being people that want to see the message of Jesus shared here and around the world.